You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. favorite. This is episode number 141. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Dakota Davis and producer Chris Guffey. That's right. Today's episode features Jeremiah's daddy-o, Paul Morrill, and Danny Lundy. Both of them are libertarians that uh, have involvement with uh, uh, their local police departments. Uh, Paul is on the Rush County Sheriff's Merit Board, and Danny over here, he is on the Mooresville Yep. Okay. Got that it right. Is, that is correct. I was, I was stressing. I, I, uh, Mooresville, Markleville, Middletown. Yeah, nobody you don't knows. know where Jeremiah's on, wife is from. That is sad. I thought <laughs> you guys were friends. I just knew Morgan County. You are on the Mooresville, um, uh, police commissioner's board, right? right. That's correct. And the uh, most affluent of any of the Morgan right. County communities. Let's be honest. <laughs> Danny, <Perhaps>. Danny has, <laughs> Danny has no way to defend it. Well, I was, yeah. I'm just going to abstain, but, Maybe. Come on. Pick a, <laughs> pick a fight with somebody. I mean, Mooresville I mean, and Martinsville have always had yeah. a rivalry, you know? Mm-hmm. Those but, artesian uh, water people. Yeah, just, uh, dude, we're going to whatever. be talking to uh, both of these fine gentlemen about how your local police departments work in uh, small towns, in smaller rural counties across the state of Indiana, and uh, figuring out the ins and outs of all of their processes in their respective areas. And then uh, at the very end, we might uh, we might touch on some the city of Newcastle news, and tonight's the Christmas walk, and good things are happening in Newcastle. So we want to end on a positive note. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. Hopefully you will always learn something new. Uh, what we're going to learn today, I think, is going to be how in the world these small town and, and local county, county, city, town, police departments actually function and how they get to be there. You just think of, you know, you see a police officer and you don't really think of, you know, what's the authority? How does, you know, how do they get there? You know, are they... I, I was thinking about this as we planned the episode and every single police officer that's not a state police officer is locally politically appointed one way or another. There's a local political process. Um, and even for somebody that's a state police officer, they're there because of politics as well. So every single person that carries a badge at one level or another, they're political, right? So it, no matter who they are, that's how they, that's how they got there and at the state or the County or the, you know, non-federal level well, right. federal is political, but it's a little bit, more convoluted. If you look at a county, uh, a county sheriff, they're duly elected by the people. But it is, you know, I mean, of course, you're of one of the many parties. Um, but it's it's just. Uh, in in county government, you know, especially the sheriff's department, it's uh, you're, you're elected by the people. It's, yeah. You know, you're not appointed by a, a, any commission. You're not appointed or. Or hired by the, the mayor. people choose you to uh, to represent them on on uh, law, law enforcement. enforcement. Uh, before we before we get too far into it, we have some people we need to thank, and those are the people who support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. Uh, you can sign up at any level that you want to. I think the official levels start at $5 a month and you get all kinds of bonus content. We just recorded a really fun bonus episode with our two guests that we do every week. You also get access to all of our show notes. And depending on the tiers, we might send you some cool stuff in the mail. Uh, if you are over $50 a month, then we promise to give you a shout out at the start of every episode. Those folks are Chris Lamb, who is brand new. This is his second week. Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, who does have involvement with the Henry County Sheriff's Department, and then our reserve deputy. Yes, and then our favorite lawyer from Hawaii, Mr. Craig DeCasa. We also have uh, our T-chip stores going on right now. That is where you can buy all of your Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise, tchip.com slash bhoo one two or 3 And then for the next two weeks, we still have hashtag Red for Rob uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts going on for sale. And those, uh, all of the money that uh, we make from that campaign is donated to the Newcastle Career Center, 
specifically the welding program to help out our good friend Stephen Vitito, who is on here with Rob Kendall on that episode. Who single-handedly debated Rob Kendall. That's right. For every teacher in the state of Indiana. That's right. Stephen took on Rob Kendall. That's true. The most hated man in Indiana politics. We've made $90 off of that campaign so far so for far. Stephen's program. <laughs> 90 bucks that can buy a lot of welding rods. <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't know what the going rate for welding rods is. It might just buy two. I, I don't know. If it can only buy two, then we really need your help, people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want a red for Rob t-shirt. I mean, tariffs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into, uh, talking about our guests here. Uh, Danny. Um, actually both of you guys, Danny and Paul, you're both, um, the Libertarian Party chairmans for your respective counties. Danny, you are the, uh, party chairman for the Morgan County Libertarian Party. Um, and you ran for the Brown Township Board in 2018, right? I did. I got 1,399 votes because Jeremiah Morrill stole one. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about stealing elections. I took one of your voters. Yeah. Like Bowser literally came right in. Carried her off to Henry County. Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> John on <-on> Bowser. <laughs> no, no, no. Like Mario. <laughs> and then, uh, and then her parents followed me too. So I, yeah, yeah. Morgan County's down three and Henry County's up three. I, as I said in the Patreon, please recruit your own. Stop stealing mine. <laughs> but as we, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, you are one of the three police commissioners in the, uh, is it a city or a town? So, so we're a town and that's kind of one of the differences between a safety board and a police commission. Police commission is usually for a town and then a safety board is usually reserved for, for someone of city status, right? So there's a little bit of a population difference and an organizational difference. Like we don't have a mayor, we just have a town council hmm. and, and things like that. So, so you guys both are on boards that, Dad. I'm going to call him dad, but to you guys, he's Paul, right? He's my, 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 my dad down here. Um, first time, this is very different for me. I've had my brother on the show, but having, uh, having dad on, there's somebody with authority over me and it's very, it's very <laughs> off-putting Dakota. Well, this is, this ironically, is this is about police. So yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, so you're both appointed to these positions by either Danny, you were appointed by the town board, the town council, yeah. town council and Paul dad, you were appointed by the, uh, your board's made up of two different sides. There are appointees from the sheriff and there are appointees from the actual merit officers, correct? Yeah. The uh, sheriff's department merit board's made up of uh, five individuals. There's two individuals that are uh, elected by the deputies and there are three uh, merit board members that are also uh, appointed by the sheriff and it's a partisan board. Uh, the deputies would have to, uh, you know, one Republican, one Democrat, one libertarian, uh, the sheriff would uh, normally would have a couple of Republicans or a couple of Democrats and a Republican. And I uh, just happen to be probably the first libertarian appointed to uh, to a sheriff's department merit board. And the way this generally works is that the Indiana law says that you can't stack the deck for any one party. So you can't say, hey, right. we're a Republican community, so we're going to have five Republicans on this board. The way the law is set is you can't have any more than 60% generally, yeah, it's, right? it's usually one over majority, right? right. So, like, I'm, I only have a three-person board, so two can be Republicans, which is predominantly what Morgan and, County is. And one has to be something and other I'm, than a and Republican. And I'm the other party, right? So, so it's, we're, real quick here, you guys, uh, both, uh, both being libertarians and both being in leadership positions within the party, uh, libertarians don't have a very uh, good reputation, Especially on the on the like uh, the internet world for their relationship with police officers, do you guys get any any flack about that uh, in your respective roles, or does it really not? Do you really not ever hear anything about it? Well, I'm in my third uh, my third year of a fourth year term, and I'm now finishing my second year as merit board president. So I like to think of myself as the adult in the room. And, and really, it's not, it's not as political as one would think. Uh, you know, uh, the politics, uh, leave and they, uh, you know, they put the, they put the deputies first. You know, the sheriff that appointed me said that the reason you're here is you're here to act as a go-between between a rogue sheriff and the deputies. And that's the way I've looked at it since I've been appointed to the board. Yeah, right. It's very similar on my end. I mean, it's, I've not really had anybody complain from the libertarian side, but I mean, honestly, uh, do you want somebody there who's thinking outside the box, who's looking out for what's best for the people of Mooresville, the taxpayers, 
but also looking out for our police officers and making sure they have the equipment and stuff to do their job safely while also taking care of our citizens and doing the right things, you know, for our citizens, right? I mean, especially in a small town like Mooresville, you know, our police officers, we're there to, to literally serve the community um, in a lot of ways, more so than, say, like in Indianapolis, where they're, you know, protecting the community is the bigger issue, right? Um, so <clears throat> one of the things I've enjoyed about being on the commission is when citizens send in and like, hey, this officer did an amazing thing. You know, I, I get to be, I get, I get notified of that. Right. And I get to read these awesome stories, you know, about, uh, we, we had an officer, a gentleman fell down, slipped on the ice, you know, uh, early in the year when I first came on the commission, this was one of the first, uh, public things I got. And, you know, he was injured and he stayed with the, with the gentleman until the paramedics arrived. And then he drove to his wife's house and calmed her down stayed with her while she called the families, you know, everybody in the family and, and she's, she's in a panic. Right. So he's keeping her calm and making sure everybody knows where they're supposed to go. And then I think he drove her to the hospital. So, I mean, in, in a small town like Mooresville, you know, those are the kinds of officers and the kinds of things you want to see. And as a, you know, as a libertarian, that that's what I want our officers doing, right. Is, is right. actually out there serving the community and doing, you know, just making the place better. Yeah. I, I'd like to share a, a story of similar nature, just real quick. Uh, Last year, uh, we had a, a fire uh, in rural Rush County. And Rush County is about 400 square miles, and there's only 17,000 people that live there. Um, our sheriff's department is relatively small, and we have uh, volunteer fire departments in several unincorporated areas. Well, there was a fire. Uh, one fella got out, and the lady didn't get out. She was a 92-year-old woman. And the deputies got there before the fire trucks did, and uh, five deputies uh, managed to pull her out of the uh out of the fire and uh you know that's 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 what they do um i I love reading uh reading letters that somebody submits to the merit board where you know your deputy was so courtesy when uh, so courteous when when my car broke down they they did all the right things and you know and, and they thank them so you know that's not uncommon um one of the uh one of the joys in being in the merit board is uh the hiring process being able to uh, being able to ask deputies questions before they are you know before they're hired in the sheriff's department and to me that's paramount you know uh, cops get an awful bad rap and if you can put cops out on the on the street that uh, that respect your civil rights and um, they put uh, they put your rights in front of theirs that that's what you want you know you you want folks that uh, that respect other people's civil rights. So let's, let's talk about this hiring process a little bit. Um, 2019 has been a really interesting year for small towns in Indiana and their, their police departments. I know Knightstown here has had some, uh, some controversy with the, uh, with the town police chief uh, being put on medical leave and that became a political mess. Um, the, my wife is asking if I've checked in for my flight. No, she's supposed to do it. Sarah's <laughs> supposed to be in charge of the flight. We're flying to Denver this uh, this weekend, and she's asking if I've done it. No, that's why the reminder was set for her. Hi, Sarah. We miss <laughs> you in Morgan fun. County. <laughs> um, and then Pendleton also had a – Pendleton's had this massive football, and the, a, a big part of the town, uh, the town uh, board elections was over – what police chief was going to be in place and, and is the chief staying is the chief going the chief got suspended over some social media stuff this last year and it made the news um been really uh been really interesting so danny you are now in the position uh where there's a departure you've got a new a police chief that has left and yep. so can you walk us through the process of hey here's how we get to a point where you have a police chief and then the police chief is responsible i assume for hiring and firing all of the rest of the officers in the in the Right. Well, it's so in the, the department, the general, if you think of it as terms of like the chief is the executive and the, the police commission is the legislative body of the police department. So the chief, yeah, the, you know, we, we have a, for regular officers, they would go through an interview process. The chief would sign off on them. You do your background checks. You do all your due diligence and then they bring them before the commission and say, Hey, you know, do you want to, do you want to hire this guy? Right. So we kind of have a check and balance, right. As the civilians, uh, to say, yeah, we want to hire that guy or not, you know, kind of to your point, you know, it gives us a, a chance to, to see who's on the force and things like that. Um, but with a chief's position, it's a little more different. Um, we actually have to hire a chief and then the town council approves it. So that's your check and balance there, right? Cause we're mm-hmm. kind of a middleman between the town council and the police department itself, right? Um, 
And normally these things in small towns are done with, hey, you know, I know that guy. We've, we've known each other forever, so he's going to be the next chief. Um, or the, or maybe sometimes it's just the next guy in line. In our case, actually, the captain resigned the same time the chief did. Uh, so now you got all kinds of openings. Yeah, we do. Mooresville Police Department is hiring. If you have experience, <laughs> what's well? What's, how much? Uh, how much experience do you want? Because I mean, more D- experience Dakota's, than you have, Jeremiah. <laughs> Dakota, I, I'm too old at this point. I'm 36. I know the Newcastle Fire Department's. Uh, I'm capped out. I'm. Just, I, right. I'd be the only. oldest guy that they could take. Yep. Yeah. That. And what, what was it? Was it 36 or 35? 36. 36. Mm. If we hired Dakota, we could make him the face of his apartment because he's just so pretty. He'd, I'm, oh, I I, Dakota work. would be on your calendar yeah, for sure, absolutely. Maybe every month. <laughs> the fire department might be upset, actually. <laughs> what that you didn't you didn't send them over there? Yeah, maybe that we outdid their calendar. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was gonna. Yeah. I don't think we actually do calendars. Please don't send me hate mail. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, if you did, if you did calendars, would you yeah. put the somebody in your position on there? Uh, It'd be like Mister November. I don't think I don't think I'm prepared for calendar. I'd have to do a lot of working out to make a calendar. I, I mean, like a 2021 calendar. It doesn't have to be for next year. Oh, it could be I don't, for the following. I don't year. know. I don't You've know. You've got a year to get yourself in calendar we, shape. Danny. We probably have some very handsome and, and good-looking people on our police force who could fill that calendar without me. Needing you have, a, but you have 22 members on your police force. Yeah. Why? Why well, don't any of them? Ideally, when we're fully staffed. Yes. Okay. Why don't Why don't any of your current police officers want the job of the police chief? JT Burns is trying to recruit, recruit uh, we, me. He we, says we 40 for the had state police. Four internal applicants uh, apply for the position. So, oh, you did? Uh, yeah. And so what's different is instead of doing the normal thing, sorry, I got sidetracked because ADHD, but it's easy. <clears throat> it happens. Um, so what, I, what we decided to do, and, and there's been a lot of morale issues and some turnover and there's the office politics is probably the best way to describe it. I'm sure we've all been in an office where somebody hates the boss, somebody loves the boss and everybody fights about it. And what you, what you have is you've got group A and group C over here and, they're fighting all the time. And then most of the people in the department are in group B. They just B. want to do their damn job. They just want to come in and do their job. Yeah, I just everybody shut up and let me do my job. So, you know, it's not an awesome environment sometimes. Um, it, it, so one of the things we wanted to do to kind of correct that was hire, uh, do, do an official hiring process, right? We wanted to do, do it the right way, right? Uh, like I said, we, we wanted to take the politics out of it as much as we could. And do an impartial. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't just loose on the Dixie. So, um, so no, we, we, we went out and we hired an HR firm. We worked with the town council to find an HR firm. Uh, they vetted them and then we requested their services and they came down and, and, they, and they helped us out, you know, and said, okay, here's what the process is going to look like. You know, they put together an actual job description, which we didn't even have. Uh, for a department head, seems a little off, but mm. you know, hopefully in the future, now that we've recontracted their services, maybe they can do that for other departments as well. They just resell your work. Well, no, yeah. that, so that's just for the police chief, right? We have other department heads that probably need a proper job description. <laughs> uh, so they, you know, they helped us put together an ad. They promoted it. We accepted applications. All the applications went straight to HR. So there's nobody on the police commission, nobody in the department right now saying, well, screw that guy and throwing his application in the trash. None of that stuff's happening, right? It all went through HR. It was very on the up and up. They called all the references. They do all the things that a normal private firm, HR firm would do. And they're, so they're just assisting us in doing this, right? So we met with them and we went over what our requirements were, what we're looking for in a police chief. Um, I know one of my personal goals for a police chief that I stressed heavily to the HR firm was I want someone who develops talent. You know, I want somebody who's going to come in and a, raise, a rising tide raises all boats kind of situation and really make our department better. I mean, I'm not saying our department's bad now. It's a good department. There are a bunch of good There's people. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for an improvement. And I want somebody who comes in and it just makes our people better. Uh, and I want to go from a place that uh, I believe the way I described it to him was I want to go to a place where we're losing officers because they're dissatisfied with our work environment to a place where we're losing officers because they're so qualified they're becoming chief somewhere else. Hmm. And and that's that's kind of my goal, right? That's where I want to get. And, uh, you know, we're kind of in the middle of this process now, so I can't talk about it too much. But, uh, you know, we, they came down, they conducted all the interviews, so all the questions are asked in a very professional manner. You know, there's no tone. We're not putting our inflections or our opinions on it. Uh, they made it as impartial as they possible. are an impartial third party that came in to conduct this hiring process. That, that's correct. And, on and, behalf and, of you. and that's what we want, right? We want the most experienced, we want the most talented, and we want, you know, the most uh, based on character and things of that nature rather than my personal opinions or the town council's personal opinions. We want the best guy for the job. Um, right. And they've really aided us in doing that. I've been checked into my flight. I'm, uh, I got B group on Southwest, so uh, mid- middle of the plane. Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. 
Dude, free they, bags. Bags fly free, I don't, baby. I don't fly much, but I flew Southwest, and they play games and stuff on their flights, right? It's entertaining. Like, I mean, they, free. like, take the toilet paper, and you pass yeah, it back, you and you get, that whole row gets, like, free drinks. I flew on American some, Airlines some once, and it was, like, smoking. Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Southwest is great. <laughs> still has smoking. <laughs> it's not like your e-cigarettes that have lithium batteries, It's right? like Tony Stark's uh, airline, man. You got to go Southwest. <laughs> oh. oh. So... <laughs> We, you have to bring your own. I'm so sidetracked now. <laughs> <laughs> With Southwest, you have to bring they, your own. They don't life. actually have a pole in there. That's you not have, what I meant. You have to bring your own life vest in case the plane crashes, but it's going to be into a mountain anyway. We're flying to the Rockies. So. I thought that was... You'll be so uh, drunk, thought, it won't matter. I thought that was Allegiant. Uh, Allegiant, you have to bring your own seat and your own... And your, <laughs> <laughs> Allegiant, they'll charge you 10 bucks for a soda. No, your sodas are free if you get them. You have to, carry, um, you have to pay for your bag, don't you? Yeah. In your carry-on bag. Well, you, well, and, you and, get a... And they make one person put a vest on and push the plane back from the gate. I mean, it is... <laughs> the pilot checks you There's in a, at the window, right? They, they still have a guy down there that uh, spins, starts the yeah, prop. Yeah, starts the prop, yeah. yeah. This is your pilot speaking. We need four volunteers to help push start the plane. Grace L. Ferguson. sometime. <laughs> but guess the what? same guy punching your ticket that's flying the plane. Yeah. But well, guess what? My, what was uh, that old Ray Stevens song, like Southern Air, where it's got like chickens and pigs and stuff on the plane? <laughs> oh, boy. All, All right. right so, sorry, you kids are so, too young for that. Sorry. sorry. So, uh, <laughs> I'm familiar with the streak, sir, Grandpa, but that's all I know. So, uh, Paul, was there anything different yeah, um, talking about the hiring process? That, that Because yeah, as in, in your third year now, you've been a part of the hiring process a few times in Rush County. What, what main differences did you hear from what was going on in Mooresville? We have, we have gone through the hiring cycle several times. Um, and we went through one cycle where not one candidate made it through. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it was either you, you didn't pass the, uh, the written exam or you fell out in the physical fitness portion. Um, maybe, maybe y'all are too aggressive. Are you asking too much? Well, I mean, we've had the no, same we, problem in we, Mooresville. Right? We buy, I mean, the, we buy a, a test. Yeah. And you, when, when you buy the, the test, it's, uh, you know, there's about four or five different versions of the same test. Um, you know, some candidates, it's, it's, uh, it's a difficult test. It's, uh, a, a lot of the tests is how the questions need to be answered, not how you should answer the questions. So, um, it's, it's one of those tests. Right. Um, <laughs> are you supposed uh, to know how to study for it? Is there certain, are there certain things you need? Like, do, do you need to have gone to the police academy before you take the test or is it it'd be any helpful. John, Do- any John Doe off the street can take it and pass it? Um, well, I'm not sure. I haven't taken the test. Um, but I, you know, our hiring process is it's pretty lengthy. I mean, we'll we'll put out a a public notice, um, and then uh, you know you submit your resumes to the sheriff's department. Uh, we will go through the resumes, and then the resumes that we we think are uh, noteworthy, we will contact you and let you know when the uh, written exam and the uh, uh, the physical fitness portion is going to be. And if you make it through those, uh, then the background checks start. And uh, pretty ex- extensive background checks. Is it like you driving around the county checking up on them? Uh, no, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> going to go out uh, and visit you know, their farm. Believe it uh, or not, there's a a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, social media background mm-hmm. goes goes into the checks, and our you know our our detectives are doing the. Uh, are Is doing that going to explode checks. when you open it now? I don't know. I'm going to open it real close to Dakota. <laughs> Off camp, yeah. Danny Danny comes in, and you know there's. Uh, so Danny's been doing the Christmas walk and he, he starts raiding the fridge and there's like seven yinglings in the door. No, no, no. He goes to the Metazoa puppy slumber did, party that I, I didn't know I, you guys had yingling. There's yingling. Yeah. Right. We can help. Anyway. But and then, uh, and then he just starts shaking up the cans off camera and throws them over here. So it's, uh, when we open them, it's going to get excited. What is the physical part of your test? Um, there's, uh, there's sit-ups, there's push-ups, there's uh, a vertical leap. I'm out. And I'm there's, running, uh, right? there's, uh, How there's many? two different, how many of each? You know, I don't. Head. I don't have it. It's like what about it's within a, it's, it's, one minute? Probably like marathon. thirty push-ups in two minutes. I think forty-five sit-ups in two minutes. No, it's more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not your. Is it harder harder than army, Chris? Uh, it's it's <laughs> probably different. Not. Probably not. <laughs> um, but so I mean, there's usually departments that host those, right? And then they're like, we'll send our guys over because they're doing an agility test that day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we've scheduled it on this day. Usually, because we're we're in Mooresville, Plainfield's not that far away, and that's the law enforcement academy, right? So whenever Leah has their, you know, 
oh, we're doing the agility test today. You just kind of send them and they do the whole thing. Right? Yeah, we just mm-hmm. go to the and high you, school. Yeah, and you get a pass and fail you have back to, from them. Are, are there periodic check-ins with officers? Do they need to, uh, every five years, you need to at least, uh, uh, you need to pass this this test again. Um, or is that? I don't, I don't think that's so accurate. Much. No, yeah. Not so much. So that's real how quick. you end up with a chief Wiggum, right? Like <laughs> the Indians. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of a there few, be, a few that I know that uh, in uh, in Rush County. Well, that's, uh, that was my that was my why I was questioning because you know well, a lot I've, of time I've seen some uh, police officers that seem to be out of shape, but I've also seen some that are in incredible shape. Yeah, so Dakota so just now, always a lot, been curious. A lot of times, that's for a new officer. Also, do you guys do a lot of lateral transfers? Uh, I know that's one of the things we look for. A lateral transfer is somebody who's currently working as a police officer in another department, and then we can lateral transfer them, put them through our own internal training on like what we do, and they can hit the road much faster. Mm. Um, so that a lot of sense. times when you it's know, it's like a trade, had, you, like, like a draft other. pick. Are there draft oh, it, picks amongst yeah, towns? Yeah, that's. I'm trying to work our way onto the draft pick table yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. I don't know what so pick like, we're going to we'll get for next year. But look, Martinsville, we'll give you Bill, but you got to give me Tony and a third rounder next year. <laughs> You know, really, in a in a small county like Rush County, we're looking for longevity. Yeah, right. And um, we we don't have a lot of lateral transfers. There's not a lot of turnover. Um, there's a turnover when somebody retires. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to, that our pay scale is of which will will keep deputies. That's what our ultimate goal is. Um, but uh, we don't have. Uh, there are some folks that are on the department that have worked in other areas, but but not not many. My hearing aids are going again. <laughs> <laughs> it's because these two started talking behind you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. So, so but I mean, ideally, that's, that's the place we uh, want to be, too, is where Paul is at, right? Where we, we have officers who've just been on the department 5, 10, 20 years, and, and we don't have a lot of high turnover, right? I mean, one of the reasons why I think I was brought on is because we, we had this, something was going on in the police department. Um, the Democrat that was in my chair before moved out of town. They had to fill the seat, and they're like, well... You know, Danny likes fixing problems, I guess. Danny, <laughs> Danny keeps running for office. He'll mm-hmm. let, give him this and he'll I only keep ran the one time. And honestly, you know, it could have very well just been like, you know, if we give him a really hard job, he will shut up and leave <laughs> us alone. <laughs> and if it goes south, He'll we'll just blame, yeah, office. if it goes south, we'll just blame the libertarian, right? Like, <laughs> right. So what, what, what do you, uh, see in Mooresville that you think is something that's kind of, unique to Mooresville and like the struggles that that you guys face as a as a police department as the commissioners well i mean i i've only been on the, the, the almost a year right like I, I just started in january um so the, the the morale issues and the turnover rate and and just the i don't know the knives out atmosphere for lack of a better term <laughs> I mean, that's really the, the, cha- the biggest challenge we've had. You know, we, we did an employee survey, which is, I guess, unheard of in law enforcement. I actually got a, a ton of blowback for wanting to do one. Um, and we did an employee survey that gave our officers a way to anonymously kind of tell the commission this is what's going on because it was an environment where everybody was worried about saying anything for fear mm-hmm. of reprisal, right? right. So, and, and again, it's just, it's just standard office politics, man. If you've ever worked in an office, like I said, where people love the boss, these people hate the boss, and everybody else is like, just shut up. So often, that's exactly what was going on. It's just, it's in a law enforcement, uh, you know, setting. Right? Oftentimes when you see, and I've, li- well, listen, I've watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I understand. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's exactly no, no, like it's that. Um, oftentimes in these small town boards, you know, it's the same Monday and it's not necessarily the good old boy thing, but it's, Hey, this is what we've always done. We've had the same people. So you get into a routine and then you say the knives out thing happens. It's because, well, now we got new board members and it's changing things. And all of a sudden the uh, intentional or not, different people come in, they have different ideas. And then for the first six months or year or 18 months of your term, there's no rhythm. And, and that's when people are like, right. Oh my you, God, you there's would, high alert. You would think promoting from within would, would be easier, right? Like, well, that's the next guy in line, right. right. Or, or whatever. But a lot of times when you don't have a fair process like this, where you actually solicit all the things and you, you do the background checks and you do everything the right. right way, then you do end up with some people in the department going, well, I felt like so-and-so should have got it. Or maybe I feel like I should have got it. And it's just a matter of time before that boils up to the surface and you end up right back where we are now. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to implement a very different kind of process and take us in a very different kind of direction, uh, which, you know, to your point, this is not how we always do things. So I understand why a lot of people are 
They're not really sure what's going on. Maybe mm, you know, change so, is uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. But I feel like this is really necessary to kind of solve that problem. Even if we even if we choose a guy from within, because we haven't made our decision yet, you know, and it's going to be tough. The guys we interviewed so, are all very qualified. So is that the is that the biggest solution that you that you kind of see to this issue is well, I mean, developing it's, it's an impartial of, process? Developing an impartial process. It is such a good process. I mean, I. I have been impressed with it, and I hope Mooresville uses a process like this, even if they don't use HR. But, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's that expensive to do this. And then we get the right person for the job, which is, as a libertarian, it's best for the taxpayers. It's best for the people. I mean, we're paying these guys, right? I mean, as any kind of employer in the private sector, you want to hire the best guy you can for the job, right? Right. I mean, why would we just go, well, that guy's good enough, right? Like, I mean, mm. when you could get, if we can get better, then let's get better. But if, if that guy's the best guy that we can get, then cool. It's that guy. That's a luxury right? that you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I, well, I mean, it I, could be because half the department left and we're well, filling I, holes. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's new. It's different. Um, I, and it's, that's been the focus of a lot of what so, I've been doing for like the last six months. So I'm a little tied up in it. You know. So what do you think is the... Well, I mean, it's a full-time paid position, so... <laughs> it's $50 a meeting, and as one of my fellow commissioners likes to say, man, this ain't worth $50 a meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I probably put in 100 hours a month working on this stuff. You know, I, we don't do it for the money. It's a passion thing. It's yeah. community service, really. It's a community service, which is a lot like our police officers. You know, you're talking... We were talking earlier about all the great things they do. They don't do it for the money. You know what I mean? These guys go out there, and they do it because they care about people, and they... And, and they just they just want to help. And you know, as libertarians, we talk about volunteerism and being on the inside of the police department. You really see that that these guys are going out in the community and making a difference. And they're not doing it to get rich. Oh, they're I, not going to get you, rich. I promise you, they're not doing it to get rich. Right? Half the guys have a, a side business. They're mowing lawns on the side. They're doing or, or working a second somewhere. job. Yeah, right. Um, they've got a, a a wife that's a a physician. Or right. you know, I mean, it's a. Your, your good work if you can get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, so. it's, it's nice if your wife's paying the bills and you can just go play cop all day. Dakota was promised that he was going to have a wife as a physician. How's that working out, buddy? We're a single income household. <laughs> <laughs> and you owe me 50 bucks. Let me guess. You got that promise uh, before you got married, right? No. Okay. You no. got that promise after you got married? Before we got married, her plan was um, to do something in the realm of physical therapy. But then she started taking like chemistry classes. Fell in oh, love. I'm going to be a doctor. Fell in love with chemistry stuff, and that was that's post doctor. She was a. Scientist did you guys buy an RV so. recently? Maybe an old one that you took all the furniture out of. No. I did no. see a. You can make uh, a, a little 19, money on the side. Dakota, I saw a 19, <laughs> I saw a 1988 listed for about three grand, Dakota. Yeah. And there are, I mean, you could reach a desert within 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you uh, wouldn't really have go? to meet a desert. I mean, I well, maybe up here. I live in Morgan mm. County. I don't. <laughs> we have the Indiana Dunes. <laughs> yeah, well, close yeah. enough. Yeah, it's the Indiana Dunes. Yeah. Uh, so, what in general? So, we talked about what was specific to Mooresville. Now, uh, broadly speaking, what is a what is a problem with um, towns and small cities like Newcastle and Mooresville? What what is a problem uh, that the vast majority of their police department's face. Wow. I know this wasn't on the you show mean, notes. You mean just like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm on the spot. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, in, in Morgan County and a lot of places in Indiana right now, the uh, you know drug overdoses is a big problem. Uh, domestic disputes are always a big problem, especially in rural areas, right? Both of those things are bad in rural areas. Um, one of the things that came up during our sheriff's race in and our, uh, we were talking about jails earlier, I think, on the Patreon or before the show. Um, our jail commander in, in Morgan County has implemented kind of a a rehab program for people who are in mm-hmm. for any kind of drug offense. Before they get out, they go through a rehab program. And so far, that's been very successful mm-hmm. in helping them not reoffend, right? And so I, I think looking at situations like that, um, there's actually a big controversy in Morgan County right now because somebody wants to put in a a drug rehab facility, but it's maybe too close to a school. So people are freaking out and stuff. But I mean, honestly, the house they're looking to buy and turn into one looks like a club med. I don't, I think that's where the rich politicians are going to send their kids for drug rehab. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't actually researched the are issue. Are there rich so. politicians in Morgan County? <laughs> no, I think that's that's the point, right? Like the rich politicians from Marion mm, County will oh. send their kids down there, so nobody and knows. Marion and <laughs> so, Madison, yeah, 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 Hamilton County. So, if you're a Patreon member, your questions will go to the top of the list. Uh, John Phillips wants to know from Danny. Oh boy, do you think morale would be down if the chief is not hired from within? Uh, 
do current officers maybe think that they don't have advancement opportunities inside of your department? Well, I mean, currently we have advancement opportunities because the chief and the captain left. Uh, <laughs> I think if we hire the right guy who can really bring our department together and really make us be a team again, um, and, and there's pros and cons to both of those. If we have promote somebody from within, as long as they've gone through a proper process, I think that that's potentially a very good thing. They've been vetted. That's why he's the guy. You know, they accepted. They went through a proper application process. But also there's something to be said from bringing somebody in from the outside, right, who has a fresh set of eyes, a different set of experience, um, who can who can look at everything objectively, right? So it's a discussion we're currently having. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the job, right? That, that is, is the you, job. You know, and that, that that's, that's why people are so passionate about it. You know, I mean, I get a lot of, I get a lot of uh, people telling me, you know, Hey, this is the bright way to do things. We really appreciate you, it. You, you, I got a lot of people telling me horrible things and calling me names and, Apparently, did I, say apparently I'm were, the good old boy now, by the way, as a libertarian. I am the good old boy now. We've well, officially made it, kids. Welcome to, the club. Compliment. welcome to the club of being an establishment libertarian. Yeah. The, so, but you I'm did say Tim that... Maguire, I'm in the Tim McGuire club, we'll call yeah. it. Big government libertarian. You said that there were there were four applicants from inside the department. Yeah, correct? I, I believe that was four, and then I, I, think the, I think we did have a fifth that's retired from our department. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they there are people who are currently in the running? Um. I can't comment on that, but uh, I didn't think about that. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, I think we would not have normally if we had gone and done this the way things had always been done. Those people would not have applied, but because we told them we're going to conduct a fair and impartial process, there are people who put in for it who maybe normally would not have. And you know, it could just be they put in for it to see how the process was going to work because they want to know, you know, what these candidates are going through, right? So. Um, I think it's great. That that's we, how you accidentally become chief, though. <laughs> I'm going to apply just to see how the process goes. And I then, mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to dig the, all the way down and be like, that guy did not yeah. actually want it. Shake him <laughs> off and be like, you're in charge, buddy. Good luck. Good luck. So, Paul, uh, we, we've been talking about towns and Mooresville. Uh, let's talk about Rush County a little bit. What what problems do you think are the, the largest that are facing your county? Well, I think Danny touched on it's recidivism. You know, it's, uh, you, uh, you, you serve your time in a county jail and you walk out of the back door at, uh, at midnight with some shower shoes on and the clothes you came in six months ago. And the first thing you're going to do is call the people that, uh, that were the last ones you saw. Either yeah. The last or, guys you were partying with yeah, when you got locked exactly. up. Right? You, got, you got nothing. So, you know, um, we are, you know, we, we have, uh, uh, AA and NA meetings within the jail. Now we've got pastors that come in and talk to folks. Um, there's, uh, Brianna's hope and there's, uh, you know, there's organizations that, uh, that try to take folks under their wings and give them a second chance. Um, we don't have uh, a drug rehab in Rushville. Now I know there's a facility in Connorsville that we, you know, that we, we, uh, send some folks to, but, uh, recidivism, recidivism is probably our number one our number one issue now if uh you know a, a deputy that that goes in a call uh you know it, a, a lot of times uh you you touched on it uh, uh a couple minutes ago it's a uh, domestic disputes um you know we have 400 square miles in rush county and uh you know and sometimes there's uh there's two deputies on the road and if it's after five o'clock, you're probably not going to see a, a, a conservation officer or a, or a state trooper. Or, or, um, so you're you're very thin. So you know that's right. that's that's one of the big issues that we have is just small towns. You know, small counties. Um, well, uh, in 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 your area, you might have a one or two state police officers that are around, and then there's one small town that has their own police, their own town to. Department Carthage. Uh, Carthage is incorporated, and also uh, Glenwood. Glenwood maybe. is. Yeah, uh, so you've Glenwood got a couple of small communities, but there's not a whole lot of support, right? That's true. I mean, those in guys, Rushville, the, of course. Well, in Rushville has has their city, but and 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 Rushville and the county work fairly close together since they're the the, the largest entity within the county. So, but, you guys are building a new jail. Yes. Are you? Henry County's been looking for places to put guys. Are you? Can you be appointed lead negotiator and we can work something out? Oh, beds for hire. Because because yeah. Henry County's been shipping people all the way up to St. Joe County at like forty <laughs> bucks a night. Yeah. And I know that you've been you you guys have been help working with Hancock, Hancock County, County for like thirty seven, yeah. yeah. and that's going to go away when their jail opens. So yeah. I'm wondering, 
if uh, if on behalf of Sheriff McCorkle sure. uh, and the commissioners, we could offer like twenty bucks a night. Well, I could have my to, people to get County. in touch with your people, and maybe yeah. we can work something. You say forty out. bucks a night, twenty bucks a night. I mean, you 20. said you're doing it for forty. They're right? paying forty now. Yeah, you could just like weld the door shut at a day's end and do better, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, a day's... I mean, you can't get out the window there. You know what? You're going to open. <laughs> <laughs> d- <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a day's in anymore. Uh, if only we had a Newcastle Motel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, double occupancy. You could. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a king size. Just share. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the new two doubles. That's speaking four. of the new jail, is that is that something that you think would be um, that's that's an issue that you think every county, uh, the sheriff's department, it's it's one of the main issues. Yeah, um, the, the merit board really has uh, has not a lot to do with the jail. Um, the merit board is responsible to with be merit a, deputies, a liaison between the sheriff and the merit deputies. But you know, since uh, since I've been on the the merit board, I've been. Uh, privy to some discussions relative to the, uh, to the jail. Um, it, you know, we're, we're forced to house a lot of folks that we didn't house before. You know, the state basically gave them back and said, Hey, they're your problem. Right. So it's, uh, it's created an issue in, in a lot of the county, uh, jails where, uh, over, uh, over occupancy, uh, for a lack of a better term. Now, does Rush County? Do you guys have a? Uh, do you guys have a reserve deputy program? We, like do. we do here. Yeah. Do you know roughly how many guys you have on there? Uh, it's probably eight or ten. Yeah. 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 The um, I I I would assume that they're as great of a help down in Rush County as what they are here. But do you have on the merit board? Do you guys have any hand in the hiring process for uh, reserve deputies? No. That's all. That's all done on the. Uh, on the sheriff's department side. Oh, okay. So the, there's basically three different workforces inside mm-hmm. of a sheriff's department, if not four. You have your merit deputies, which are the the paid out on the road outside of the jail officers. Merit and, deputies, detectives, yeah, and officers, yes. And then you have the the jail staff, which yep. would be the jailers, the the jail commander, the anybody, jail commander, and, and, and all of the staff that works inside of there. Right. And then you may have a matron or some admin mm-hmm. folks as well. And those those two report directly to the sheriff. The sheriff's elected, and I would expect yep. that he he or she is responsible for mm-hmm. for those decisions. And then the ones that actually touch the public are the merit positions and that's what the merit board is involved with that's correct okay so a little bit of inside baseball but yeah it's, I, it, folks don't probably like i when we open the show people don't really understand how you know that police car that showed up out for, in front of your house how they got there or where they came from so you know from a you know we've, we've talked about towns we've talked about counties the other big one that you see and we talked about rushville and newcastle indianapolis uh is a city police department right and those are chief uh, uh is appointed by the mayor right? right so you don't necessarily have a board for those positions that is a truly political situation one guy really, decides, you still have a merit board in a city and it operates much yeah. the same way yours does i believe well for the yeah. for the chief position yeah for the right. chief position that so, comes from the mayor right? so with a sheriff in indiana we, a county has an election and they elect a sheriff in in a city the mayor decides hey yeah i'm going to keep the last person or i'm going to appoint a new chief right and then at that point then they they have the same process for a merit board. Right. Which we just had municipal elections this year. So I know there's a lot of new mayors taking over and I'm hoping not in get, Newcastle. Well, I'm just saying, I'm hoping <laughs> to get this process done so that, you know, maybe the candidate we want doesn't get snacked up by some new mayor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a legitimate concern. So that, that's, if that's we were a to go, issue. If we were to, yeah, if we were to go outside the department, I mean, you know, that, that could be a potential concern where we call the guy and be like, Hey, yeah, you're the, you're, you're the guy. And he's like, well, I already accepted a I'm, better paying position moved, somewhere else. Yeah. I've moved to Lebanon or, yeah, or yeah. you know, Brownsburg or somewhere. So, Danny, what uh, what does a typical commissioner's board look like for you? Like the meeting, what is your typical? meeting? I don't know like? that I have any idea what a typical. <laughs> You've not been there long <laughs> enough. It's, well, no, it's, been it's, chaos it's since everything you has arrived. been chaos since I got there, right? So, um, you know, some of the things we've talked about. I remember one point, one meeting that the big thing was uh, our, our towing policy. 
Right. So we also have to review the SOPs, the standard operating procedures for the department. And if, if there are any changes are needed, you know, we would, we would approve those changes or make those changes. And the chief wanted to 15 minutes of free parking in Mooresville. Well, Pass that. It's my car. Well, I mean, so that I think that was a, when we call for a tow truck, I believe the SOP and I don't have my notes with me, but I think it currently states that you have 20 minutes to respond before we go to the next person. Right. And it, believe it or not, we got a lot of phone calls from cops, right? Like from the officers saying like, blah, blah, blah. You know, he wants to change because the chief wanted to change it to 30 minutes. Right. And of course, this is the outgoing chief. And, you know, we had all this stuff going on in the department. So I don't know if they were just picking on that one issue to make it a bigger deal than it was. So but saying I mean, that, but the, the officers really legitimately were like, no, I don't want to be sitting on the side of the road waiting on a tow truck for 30 minutes because especially during rush hour. Right? What I, mean, I want to know that is a safety is, issue. What I want to know is what determines what company you call. Right. So it's on just a random rotation. I guess there's like five and then it's just like whoever's turn it is gets it. Um, I think at the time I had talked about uh, performance based, you know, if you had the fastest response times last year, you get to be the top of the list. Um, <laughs> again, I think outside, the, if you're doing the best job, we would call you first. And, you know, I was an account manager for five years where I managed a $10 million account doing HVAC stuff. And that's kind of how I felt about it. If one of my customers called with an HVAC unit down and they've got an emergency and you can't get there for till tomorrow, but this other guy shows up in an hour every time. Well, guess guess who's going to get most of my work, right? Like, but anyway, with everything else going on, that's not really an issue. We had time to discuss, but we ended up not changing that SOP. It was hotly contested, believe it or not, huh. over over towing times. And they Small had a leg- town politics. Yeah, they had a legitimate complaint, right? I mean, I don't want to be on the side of the road for thirty minutes before I can even call the next guy. So, yeah. I mean, we opted just to not change the, the current policy. Uh, I guess we called around to some other departments, and they don't even have a time frame before they, they, they go over to somebody else. We um, just go for a neighbor's tractor. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think my the, the point I was trying to make that didn't really seem to come across during that meeting was, you know, I, I feel like the dispatchers and the officer on the scene – know when to call the next tow truck. You, you let them you make the I mean? decision. You don't right. have to Right. If it's 2 o'clock in the morning and there's no traffic and they, you know, whatever, the tow truck gets here when it gets here and I don't have anything else to do, fine, they can wait. But if it's rush hour traffic and they need to get a car out of there and, and we called the next one in the rotation happens to be, well, we're 50 miles away. Yeah. Okay. Maybe call the next one. Right. Like I, I feel right. like, I feel like these guys are all intelligent enough and they know their job better than I do. I'm not going to tell them what to do. <laughs> Just let them be adults and make the decision. But I, I, so I guess that might be what a, what a normal meeting for us looks like. You know, it's just, we, we read, uh, we read the statistics for the month and, you know, we talk about the hiring process. At least every meeting I've been in, we've been trying to hire somebody. We've not been fully snapped the entire year that I've been there. So, um, so yeah, I I don't actually know what a normal meeting. I heard they used to have like five ten minute meetings, like they would come in and just like okay here's the stats everybody good okay cool we're gonna go home, um, but that's not been the case since I've been there. Not anymore. <laughs> what maybe about, maybe what? I just like stirring stuff up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's this new guy that they brought <laughs> yeah, it's on. A freaking new guy. <laughs> Damn libertarian. What, what about you, Paul? What is the what what is a your average merit board meeting look like? It uh. We, we basically we go through an agenda of old business, new business. Uh, we give the sheriff the opportunity to speak. We do a roundtable. Um, we talk about uh, 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 vehicle reports. Um, are we anticipating buying any vehicles? Has anybody had any incidents with vehicles? Uh, the sheriff will go through um, arrests. He'll go through stops. Uh, you know, he's got a, a whole litany of, of data that he goes through, which is which is good. It's interesting. Um, but that's that seems really transparent like a very transparent process for the sheriff to go through at the it, merit board meetings well it it is um and it's refreshing you know it's refreshing to see that um we're also uh, a pension board so uh you know so you do both yeah so we we do both we do both the uh the pensions of, of the merit deputies and uh do you get like five percent of their pension for doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah five percent of the profits incentivize this thing. well it's 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 not really a ponzi scheme i'll tell you it's uh there, there's not these guys they're out there and they they're they love what they're doing and they don't make a lot of money and you know god bless them i'll tell you uh to be put in some of the situations that they're put in and to be level-headed and to uh you know to, to keep their composure and keep their cool hats off to these guys it's something Absolutely. that i i would really really <laughs> struggle to do 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, since coming, uh, you know, I, I've been meeting with a lot of officers. I try to talk to all, each and as many as I could, right, to kind of find out what's going on. And I heard some some pretty pretty rough stories from these guys. I mean, they they what they deal with sometimes on their day to day is uh, is uh, I'm sure we've at, all seen at the least videos. as by, at least as bad as living with my ex wife. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have I have been uh, uh, been fortunate enough to go on several ride alongs, both uh, in Rush County and then uh, in Hancock County. Um, and, uh, we, uh, we stopped this, uh, we got a phone call, uh, and, uh, this, this individual was, uh, stopped for erratic driving and, uh, he was, uh, he was inebriated. We took him to the, uh, took him to the, uh, the hospital and he had his blood drawn and they found out that he was in fact inebriated. And by the time we, (laughs) we let him go in the jail, he was thanking the deputy for stopping him. I mean, I couldn't believe it. That's how, oh, that's yeah. how well is this deputy treated this young man? Oh, wow. Uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> well, and by that time he's probably sobered up a little bit. And, oh, hey, man, I could have killed myself. Right. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> we're hurt yeah, somebody driving I mean, that was, drunk. Right. Yeah. He was, he was, he was very grateful. Yeah. Thank you for changing my life. Hmm. <laughs> well, very good. Where are we at Dakota? All right. Um, I have one more uh, topic and this is more for my curiosity. Um, I live out in Spiceland, and it, it is a town in Henry County. We don't have a um, we don't have a police department or anything there. However, we do have a member of the Henry County Sheriff's Department who patrols there at night and acts kind of like a town marshal, mm-hmm. and it's his assigned location. Do you have any situations like that in Rush County where you have guys moonlight in that situation? I guess is that what the question is? Is he moonlighting yeah, yeah, or yeah. is he actually on duty? And it's like that's he, just his turf. It is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just, yeah, that's that's just, just his duty. beat, right? Yeah, right. Okay. He's on duty there. He's he's on duty for Spiceland. Spiceland okay. would pay yeah. this individual directly. Right? So I don't. I don't know. In, that's my question. Yeah, Spiceland in, would pay him. Directly. In Rush County, there are uh, four incorporated towns. Uh, you have uh, Rushville, uh, Carthage, Glenwood. And uh, Milroy, Milroy for a thousand, Alex. Yeah, um, <laughs> th- there are several unincorporated townships that the the sheriff's department uh, uh, covers, and um, Homer, Milroy, Manila, Arlington, well, yes, Mays. Boy, you're you're good. I, I used to live there. I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> Carthage, Raleigh, Carthage, Raleigh, and Glenwood have marshals, right? And th- they pretty much take care of themselves. It's not to say that. If something happens that the that the Rush County deputies aren't going to be there giving assistance to both Carthage and Glenwood, mm. so you know they so, cover, but, they so, cover everything, but they don't have a specific. Um, you know, if you only got two deputies on the on the road, you're pretty much you're just you're going from town to town. You're looking at the major highways. You know, there's yeah, uh, right. Danny's in the background. <laughs> yeah. They always found me. <laughs> I mean, I, there I, is a lot of cooperation between departments, like Mooresville Police Department and the, and the Morgan County Police Department, or the Sheriff's Department. I mean, they, they just they're on the same dispatch uh, frequency, I think, right? Like, I mean, it's super easy. That must be nice dispatch frequencies matching up. Well, I think I th- we have that issue here in. Henry I think Mooresville is one of the only ones that maintained our own dispatching center because uh, they kind of consolidated a bunch of stuff in Mooresville recently mm-hmm. and switched over to digital and all that junk, right? I mean, I I don't know the history of it. I'm the new guy, but. I, I know we coordinate with them constantly, right? Um, you know, we we have a special investigations division where our detectives and Morgan County detectives, like when something happens, uh, you know, a few months ago, they found that body out in, like by Waverly. They said Mooresville on the news. Been there for like a week because it fell down a ditch. Nobody saw it, right? It's it on the side of the road and uh, it, had been, it had been dropped there. But like our detective, even though that's not necessarily in the town of Mooresville, he's part of the special t- task force. Our detectives is a little bit involved in that, right? Um, so it's a kind of a shared resource pool where if we need something from Morgan County or Morgan County needs something from us, it's very much uh, a big teamwork kind of kind of situation, at least in, our, in Morgan County. And I would assume it's the same in your county. So, <clears throat> Yeah, right. and, you know, in Henry County, we also have folks that we have an interstate that runs through here. So we have folks that are involved uh, with the PACE team as well, where they have a group that's uh, basically monitoring interstate traffic. And they're tied in with, I think, Greenfield. Wayne County, maybe the city of Richmond and, and Henry County Sheriff's Department. And I think the city of Newcastle police as well. They all have folks that are a part of the, a part of that group. And they basically provide additional support on the, uh, on the interstate. 
Right. So if you're running from the Mooresville police, do not head south because it's just going to take you to Morgan County. You got to go to <laughs> Hendricks County. You yeah, gotta you got to go up to Plainfield and slip it. It'd be like the, the real boss hog stuff where yeah, you get the, the county line. You that's get, right. You got to get to the county field. line. That's yeah. really what you want. There is there is one day a week where uh, the sheriff's department has, I don't want to say uh, a multitude of deputies, but they have more deputies than on a normal day. And they do uh, interdiction teams. And basically they're uh, they're out looking for the abnormal. They're not out to, to do traffic stops or do this or do they're that. They're just looking they're, for weird stuff. They're just looking for weird stuff. Why? Did, when did Dakota get that new RV and why does it sit so high? You know? <laughs> Extra. And they're why just, is there green smoke coming that's out? That's weird. It smells um, funny. They're checking to see if a car has been parked there 32 days so that they can write that ticket. Get some extra county revenue. Right. It seems unnormal to me. All right. Time for final thoughts. We're, uh, we're at that point in the evening. Uh, Producer Chris. Uh, sports update. The Cowboys are playing the Bears. Um, the Cowboys are tromping down the field. I need Ezekiel Elliott to score the first touchdown for $74. <laughs> so this, Sorry, was, uh, I smacked you just... in the head with that pen a minute ago, but you you and uh, Danny over there were being a little loud. Yeah, this is all for you, listener, listening tomorrow that probably already saw this on your <laughs> yeah, Facebook page. That watched and... Chase's Bears win their third in a row. Exactly. Um, no, I don't have anything, really. The most disappointing is this, part. Is this our sports point of the, part, part of the show, Guffy? Yeah. So Ron Rivera got fired. Is uh, Jason Garrett going to get fired before the year's over? Probably. Oh, Carolina. That guy got let's, tossed. Let's, let's be honest. The whole NFC East, and I'm a Redskins fan, is trash. They are a dumpster fire. Absolutely trash. I'm, but I'm just saying, we have gone 2-0 since I have gone to the game. I don't. Dan Snyder hit me up. I don't think your team's out of the playoffs yet. <laughs> no, if we, go, if we win and everybody else loses, we are in the playoffs at 7-9. and nine. If we win and everyone else loses. So a seven and nine team has made the Super Bowl before. Do you remember this? I do not. The Arizona Cardinals when they lost to Big Ben and the Steelers Uh, back in the uh, day. uh, That was uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Kurt Warner and those guys. They were seven and nine and the NFC West was absolutely Was it Warner at the time or was it? Just for context, when you say back in the day, what exactly do you mean? 2006. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... Okay. What year was it, Dan? Right, like like ten years ago. I don't okay. know. Oh seven, oh nine. I don't. I don't know what year that was. That era. That time. It was in the century, though. We're sure of that. Okay. It was in this millennium. Yeah. <laughs> it was post post two thousand Ravens. You it was this side of the I world. Swear to God. <laughs> Millennials, man. I know, right? Yeah. All right, Dad. Uh, you got any old Johnny Unitas and uh, you know. 1959 Colt stuff to tell me about? No, George Belanda was always my hero. I you wanted were, to see George get in. Georgie. Yeah, Georgie. So, no, I, I, the only thing I want to talk about is I got hearing aids this week, <laughs> which I am also and, very excited about. <laughs> yeah, no, these things are incredible. Um, it, it, it's almost like, uh, I'm hearing voices in my head. Oh, that's, I love it when <laughs> that know, happens. You know, they have like, the best like ideas. Five conversations going on at once. I've got one coming out of the, the headphones here. Now my phone is ringing. Thank I can, you, Danny. I can hear it. Uh, I no, can, that's yeah. my ears. Yeah. <laughs> my ears are ringing. <laughs> I'm not answering. You so. can hear the dog breathe now. I'm yeah. sure there's probably oh, all kinds of crap that's happening now. That It's something. So anyway. I can yeah, but now you've got the flexibility. Things. You can just turn them off. Yeah, exactly. I can take them out of my head. Yeah. After so. 6 o'clock, you can turn them off and you don't have to hear mom again until tomorrow. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have done this podcast since the, the days of the pool parties. And it's been almost two years. And this is the first time I've been on your podcast. Podcast, so I feel, I feel it's a it's my Christmas present. So thank you. It makes you feel any better. My dad hasn't been on either. Yeah, you made it on before Jeff. Yeah, how about that? Right. I don't even so, know if it's, he's it's ever my first watched. time on as well. So it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been our. Yeah, pleasure. but I fed this guy. Yeah, well, I'm surprised. I have a lot. I, I have. A lot how many vacations did you I, miss? <laughs> major major investment in mm-hmm. it. So no, thank you. It's been a fun afternoon. All right, uh, Mister Lundy. Uh, it can be, it could be anything, right? Yeah, anything you want. So, are uh, the you can complain to me more about me stealing my wife away from your town? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so the LPI and holiday parties this weekend, yes, where they will announce the winners of a contest. This is the you guys remember the community growth contest, right? Well, it was, many... the, it was the uh, membership uh, yeah. contest, right? Who could get the most national? I expect to hear good news for Morgan County at this holiday party. That's awesome. You've been stuffing the ballot box. 
Absolutely. We cheated as best we could. Uh, you know, since you're going to come steal our people, we figured we needed twice as many because <laughs> Henry County is going to take at least a third. I don't know. I saw I saw Shane Limler in Knox County. Really added some numbers. Freaking Knox County. Bane uh-huh. of your existence. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be on the podium. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I expect good news. That's all I'm going to say. Very cool. Uh, my final thoughts are Newcastle is not stellar. Uh, yeah, Marshall County got us, man. Right. The uh, thanks for stealing my thunder, Jeremiah. Appreciate uh, it's, it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Uh, the the Stellar Grant, um, Okra. Oh. Um, yeah, we were uh, Henry County was one of the finalists. We were the safe and welcome. Uh, that was our region, and it, was, it was it this one. show that kind of tipped the scale for the other guys? Like, well, not safe and welcome yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> and I have. Uh, is it every year? Do they do this grant every year? I so think I, so. It has Rushville's won, North Vernon's won in the past. Madison has won. Um, I don't know. I don't know that it was guaranteed to continue on, but in the press release that came out today, it said that there would be more information in January for the 2020 cycle. So it will continue at least another year. But basically yeah. what happens is the federal government gives money to the state who then gets to play kingmaker for the community, local communities. And it was a 20 so the federal government takes money from the people. Yes. Gives they, it back to the state. We pretends do is, it's a we gift. steal money from you. <laughs> and then we, and then we, we take we, our cut and we give it back we, to you. The state takes their cut and then everybody kisses the ring. And then it's like a, a lottery essentially. If it pleases uh, the crown, may we have our money back and they, well, they make uh, us compete for it. So it's even worse. It's like the hunger Games. Oh yeah. Here's a knife. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so, uh, there were four communities that were up for it. Henry, County, Henry. It was actually not just a town or a city this time. It was a, an area of interest, a region. Uh, so area of interest. The okay. town of is it like a person of interest? The, the town of Knightstown, the city of Newcastle, and all of Henry County. Okay, those three political boundaries organizations right? yeah, yeah. were were co applicants uh, in a bunch of small towns in Marshall County, and Marshall County actually wound up winning. Okay. So so they do, will get. Do you have any details on uh, on what what they did to beat you? Like, are you? Are you I'm gearing sure up for 2020? Are you ready to, to, to I'm, meet I'm them next time? Sure, we'll, there will be reasoning. Okay. Um, it was a big I, deal just to become a finalist. I think this, yeah. that they won. Or were well, I mean, we clearly the, weren't in it. Over three hundred thousand uh, dollars for for their participation. If, okay. I, I I want to say publicly on this show that in 2020, if we get to the place where we were this year, and we needed. Uh, and we needed a lot of the design work and video making and all that stuff to happen. I would like to be involved in that process, and I want to volunteer for it. There we go. I, I, I know I know a lady that would gladly take your services, and I know who you're talking about. That's I'll, I'll hook you up. To. All right. Well, very good. Don't hook me up yet. I said if we get to this place again. A couple of uh, <laughs> couple other things for me here, real quick, and final thoughts. I just won seventy dollars because Ezekiel scored the first. Did touchdown. your boy do it? He did it, how boys. Much, how much was the bet? Twelve dollars. I started you put out with twelve bucks on him. I was rich, brother. Oh my! Man, I got a seventy. Give me that money. Look at you. You have to pay taxes on that. No, I don't. It's a gift to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got me this Guffy's, for Christmas. Guffy's <laughs> Guffy's going to prison. <laughs> gambling, gambling. Can we, can we make Indiana. T-shirts that say that Guffy for jail Guffy or Guffy for, for Guffy prison? For prison. Yes. <laughs> Next Thursday, you'll be uh, you'll be 150 feet away from us in the county yep. jail instead of Guffy for us. impeachment. Guffy for impeachment. All right, uh, you have to elect me to impeach me. Just remember that I <laughs> had to battle traffic to get to our studio tonight. Massive kudos to uh, the Newcastle. Is it Newcastle downtown that put this on? No, this is the chambers, the Chamber event. of Commerce. Yeah. So your boy Sean, my boy Sean Defoe. I we had legitimate traffic. I was I came down Main yep. Street today. I had to wait like three light cycles to turn onto Indiana Avenue to get to our studios. Broad Street is closed. Main Street is closed. And it, yeah. it was Broad happening. Street's closed 11th through 15th. Our, um, our studio sits at uh, Race Street and uh, I don't know, it was 11th or something. But the traffic was literally backed up in front of our studio and I was trying to get ready and people were looking in the windows. Not a common problem uh, for Newcastle, but uh, it's awesome. Christmas walked us tonight. And that was very cool. Um, also want to give a plug for our friend Mike McCown. Uh, who has been uh, been a part of our Indy 500 preview? Mike is retiring from his uh, photography uh, studio. He shut it down. Uh, still continuing with other things in the community, uh, but he's going to be at the Art Association uh, this Thursday night. So a week from tonight, from six to nine, uh, he's counter programming the show, which is just rude and incredibly disruptive of uh, Mike. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
So go down there if you uh, want to catch us on the on the replay. December 12th, downtown Newcastle Art Association, 218 South 15th Street. Mike has taken all kinds of photos at the Indy 500, taking sports photos. He's, if you're in the community, he's been a community photographer for ages. Probably 80% of you that live in uh, live in Newcastle had him do your senior pictures. Um, I had Dave Nance. But you're in the 20%. <laughs> so Danny says he didn't get any. So anyway, uh, Mike's having a reception. Oh very, yes, you did. Very cool. <laughs> Were they at Olin Mills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach, you had some senior pictures. Zach Bertram is on the live stream and he uh, is reporting uh, from the Newcastle Christmas Walk, and he said that it was uh, a really neat experience. It was really cool. Very cool. All right, we will be back a week from tonight. I'm getting on a plane and flying to uh, Denver, Colorado. I'm going to check out the Coors Brewery and. Uh, see some local stuff down in uh, Denver. Never been. Be first time in the uh, Rocky Mountains. So um, I'm sure we'll have some interesting stuff to report. What's when next week's show? Next week, we're going to talk about more downtown, right? Uh, talking, uh, talking. Yeah, Mike Broyles. Talking yeah, Mike Broyles. Right. Mike Broyles. And maybe another guest. And um, yeah. Still working it out. There's your preview. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network, and I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.